0: Yeah, so this is the 17th Water Cooler Conversation. Today we have Sairi Chahal with us. Uh, Sairi, for all of you who do not know about Sairi, Sairi is the founder and CEO of Shiroz. Uh, Shiro's is one of the biggest uh, community platforms for women out there, which offers support, resources, opportunities, and interactions. Uh, for women via sheroes.com and Shiro's app uh, sairi is also credited with building up women at work and future of work conversations in india besides being a strong technology play to solve the problems of gender disparity in india uh, she is also the board member of paytm payments app she is an aspen fellow as well as a guest faculty in iift and she has almost two decades of uh entrepreneurial experience under her belt and i don't think there is anybody else better than her to you know to call in know on a platform like ours where wherein you know we we get insights from the fellow builders out there so we are we are really really grateful to have you here siree amongst us tonight
1: thank you thank you so and of course. Uh... This is all mine. Uh, I'm here to learn, of course, not really just about Discord, but also about what you guys are building. And uh, anybody who's a builder knows that you've got to be constantly learning. So thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sairi, probably we can start off. uh, So, a lot of people don't know that Shiro's is probably not your first startup. Uh, I guess Saita was and after that you also created Fleximons but probably would love to understand your trajectory of your journey how it's been and you have been in uh, you have been in the running since 1999 if I if I understand correctly and it's been a long 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 journey and you have seen so many things change around you would love to know a little bit more about your journey in general and, and where exactly and how exactly do you land up where we are right now
1: Right. So actually, I built my first startup in 99. Uh, I was still in college. And we built a company called Newslink, which was actually world's first newspaper for mariners. So the problem statement was that on any given day, there are about, you know, thirty, forty thousand 40,000 merchant navy ships on high seas, you know, like the one that got stuck. And uh, you know merchant navy ships are not like cruise ships. Basically, they are hardcore. Uh, the the some from developing countries and internet even till today, you know, uh, twenty years later, is very expensive. You know because yeah. you only have satellite internet on ships typically, and uh, sailors, you know, they sail for months at end, and what they Uh, don't have his news from home, good news from home, rather. Basically, they're going on in their stock market or in the political circles or back home. So we built a product that that would aggregate and assimilate news uh, for different countries, but also put it in a really tiny file size that would be beamed very, very quickly via the satellite, like a 20 minute of connection time and like 25 editions being transmitted. And the shipping companies would buy it as a, a subscription, which was per sailor per ship kind of model. So they would we would beam it every day, and they would download it on the deck printer, print, 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 mm-hmm. deck, and and distribute. So, for example, we would serve countries like Myanmar, India, Ukraine, all the developing world. is a big, big sailing country, Philippines is. And interestingly, most captains come from the UK. It's still, you know, the colonial hangover still exists in the industry.
2: Yeah.
1: So built that very early. Uh, you know, honestly, when I was building Newslink, I didn't know anything. What is a product? What is a, what is funding? What is exit? Our company later got acquired and. I still didn't know that this is what you call an exit. Okay. So, we're early, uh, you know, journey of building something. But beginner's luck a little bit. Uh, Newslink had like two-thirds of market share. Like, we, at one point, we were selling, to you know, two-thirds of the shipping industry. So, it did very well. It still runs, you know, uh, the company still runs, uh, the product still runs. Uh, so, what that did for me was it gave me the taste of building, you know, the taste of building building. Uh, you know, using tech, using, um, you know, using your hustle, basically, you know, and I was the first person on that, the founder was the first person, you know, whose idea was it. And then, uh, you know, I kind of literally joined it, uh, you know, as the first builder on the team, and uh, built it from there on, you know, and it was, uh, and, and I guess, That was taste of blood for me. And I've always since then been in the internet business, uh, you know, have always sort of built something or the other. I did try to work in the corporate setup once, but uh, wasn't very excited by that. Mm
0: -hmm. So this, uh, so cool. So after that, you moved on to create Sita, if I understand correctly. That was in 2006 when you actually... actually... uh,
1: Yes, so Saita was actually around the time when, uh, so just to give you a little more context, so if you trace the story, the the journey of Indian startup ecosystem, uh, you know, a lot of it is actually 99-2000, the first dot .com, yeah. a lot of companies we see today, India Mart and uh, Take My Trip and 197, which is now KTM, they were being set up at that point in time. You know, mm. so by the time 2006 came, uh, you know, <laughs> first series they were happening in the country like you know they were real vcs five six big vcs had set up shop uh, and citer was basically to work with tech startups to help them help them scale you know typically when a founder is building a company then you you either focus 100 percent on revenue or 100 percent on product mm-hmm. but everything else that your company needs to scale up recommendation or SOPs or You know, people, it's a very hard job. We would do some of that work and we did that for five years. Mm. Then I set up Flexilons, which was basically a precursor to Shiro's and here we are then.
0: So is, is Saita when you actually met VSS, that, was that the the time when you started interacting with, uh, or rather working no, with I, the 197 uh,
1: No, actually, I when I was doing Newslink, VSS was building the first version of 197. Actually, he was oh, the only okay. founder I knew.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, so this is, oh. so you people go way back interesting
1: back and also look I think at that time okay. we were all rookies we all came from small towns all our peers were working in America everybody had an IT software job all our friends had you know uh, Maruti's and Honda's new cars and the only person who was not doing that was VSS at least you know so we were making similar choices and generally you know they were uh, there was a lot of resonance and so we you know like or uh, we would sort of catch up sometime and uh, and I'd help him with something. He would help me with something. And later mm. we worked together at 197. When, when, when 197 raised the first round of funding, I did a bunch of work for them, just this whole scaling around the company and stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, so I think uh, obviously at that point, we had no clue, honestly. Like today is a very evolved, aware ecosystem. It's very woke. Yeah. <laughs> we were just bumbling along. But building, but, you know, but like we knew that we don't belong in IT software jobs. Hmm. Hmm. So hmm. that was the only sort of thing. And then, of course, this is, ecosystem has changed. Like it's changed practically every three years since then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably oh, dwell a little bit deeper into that as well. But how did this idea of Shiro's come into your mind, uh, Sairi? Because I think the genesis of it was laid during Flexi Bombs. But how how did this idea come into your That's mind? It. What was the initial thought, and how did this whole thing evolve?
1: Right. So I think she just kind of brooded over, you know, for a period of time. First of all, I think where I grew up, I grew up in a place in, you know, uh, literally in a village called Nara in Muzaffarnagar, and Muzaffarnagar is not very popular. Like if you look at any statistics, so small town girl. Most of the peers, most of the girls I went to high school with, or most of the folks, you know, like none of them went out and did a startup or tried to do something on their own. And obviously, that was the time everybody was trying to have, you know, IT software careers or be a doctor or things like that. So the thing that always stayed with me was, of Mm -hmm. course, you know, and uh, I come from a big fat Punjabi family that, you know, like like the Jabbi met kind of family, right? (laughs) You know, they can make a lot of noise and things like that. So, you know, like that that was always there. But as I grew in my own career, I just found that there are practically no women in the room all the time. Like right from, I think, the days of building Newslink to building, you know, forever. Like I'm sure you guys still see it, right? Like, uh, you know, the, the ranks of women, you know, the and we're a gender poor country. And I think as you grow uh, into your own life, I got married, I had a daughter, I... Uh, I, you know, the year I set up Saita was the year I also had my daughter. So I literally took her to work and client meetings, and you know, I didn't have like a lot of support. So I got—I mean, I knew there was a gap, but it was a subconscious gap. It was not very woke So um, the thing that was exciting to me was that hey, internet's happening in India. You know, I think I call myself children of Indian internet because uh, you know, I know you guys take it for granted for sure. But for somebody who came from the offline world into the internet, this was a big change, you know, and somebody who grew up with Doodarshan. Uh, this is, you know, like this yeah. is still al- almost magical to me. And and it's also a huge enable, right? So these are very simple that, hey, why don't we do something? Like, why don't we build a product that helps women, right? Mm-hmm. And why don't we, you know, close this gap? Why do we sort of like all those women who dropped out, you know, after... Um, you know, like my entire high school gang, like none of them were were at work after five, six years because they either had kids or their spouses were moving. So Flexi Mons was very simple. It was around keeping women in the workforce. And as and even Shiro's in its first hour was around saying, hey, can internet help women who want to keep their jobs and who want to stay connected to their careers? And can we build a place for that? Can we build a, we build a platform for that? And uh, we, that's exactly what we did. The first three, four years of school was just that. We were jobs and careers community for women. And we said, hey, all the women who want flexible work, in fact, we were the first, you know, evangelizers of remote work in this country. And then uh, the thing that uh, kept happening was, Basically, we made a safe space for women. Just like, you know, we are having this conversation, basically women could sort of find a safe space to talk about their aspirations, returning to work, leadership roles, all of that. So it was very specifically focused on, on career. And most mm-hmm. of our target audience was Metros. An mm-hmm. interesting thing we've always done is we had a helpline, which is where, you know, and uh, basically you to speak to your users, right? Uh, in more real time and offering more personalized advice and support. That helpline was quite uh, interesting because it kept, somehow people kept finding it and even t- we still run a helpline, it's evolved but we still run it. And what we obviously discovered, you know, somewhere around 2016-17 when Flipkart was scaling and this whole commerce wars were beginning to happen. So, the interesting thing that happened was that the internet user was changing. So women who were not corporate, women who were not in Delhi Bombay, Bangalore, women who were in Indore and in Agra, and Aligarh and elsewhere, Surat and which were calling us. 2018, we actually rebooted ourselves and we relaunched as a women-only social network. And we said, Hey, we're gonna build one a safe space and two, we're gonna literally work on two themes, you know, and all these themes uh, point to building a woman's identity. So one is emotional progress, which means safe space, creativity, expression, uh, you know, recognition, me, myself. And second is financial uh, independence, financial growth, right? And uh, like, you know, the hashtag is women's progress, right? Like everything we do kind of needs to point to that. And we built uh, a very different product, actually. So in 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 design, the product we built was actually very Reddit. You know, that's why I said Reddit earlier, yeah. because uh, uh, we basically what what you can call a network of communities. Uh, yeah. So there is a feed uh, product, what sits under it is, uh, you know, official communities, brand communities, user-led community. Everyone can find a space for themselves. The big filter is that it's a women-only space. Men are not allowed. And interestingly, it's the biggest cultural win we could get for the company. And then uh, when women come to it, they can do a bunch of things. They can get advice. They can, you know, share art, food, travel. They can look for support. We still run the counseling helpline. Almost 2 million women have used it. They can look for remote work. They can become an entrepreneur. They can buy and sell. And now we're launching shops on Shiro. So she can literally have a social store on Twitter. Things like Very that. And now we're opening loans and things like that.
0: Very. Uh, so it's kind of
1: become like uh, a, a community that has kind of become a place that's you know that's their life lifeline of sorts, right? So yeah. they grow with it depending on who they are and chart their journeys. But net net, that's where we are, and of course we grew massively after we pivoted. Uh, for the first four years of our life, we were 750k users, and now we're 22 million users in the next yeah. three and a half four years.
0: Yeah. I was actually going so that, to, that was actually going Go to ahead. be my next question. Uh, that I guess, you know, I remember when I first uh, came across Shiro's. this was back what, around 2015, 2016. Uh, and, and that at yeah. that point in time, it was still a very uh, community-led uh, kind of a feature. Uh, I mean, ki- kind of a, kind of a platform. And now it has, the, the whole product itself okay. has evolved. You know, initially when you started off, you had a certain kind of a user persona, you were mostly focused on the job related aspect of things. Now the use cases have kind of broadened up, right? So from a features perspective, the community angle, I mean, now it has evolved from being just a community to kind of a tech enabled platform in which you can do there are certain features for doing certain things so probably wanted to understand a little bit more about what kind of role has technology played into this as in is technology just an enabler or is it a very very necessary aspect of the platform that you you people have built and how exactly has that helped in scaling the community
1: Right. So actually, our first version was also a community built on tech. Like the design of that tech was different. It was more of yeah. a, because it was a jobs product, you know, it had big days and job search. It was a more typical product. This product we have today is actually a very hard to build product. Like the very few companies in the world who've gotten this right at scale. You know? mm. So, like, the only company I can think of is a company called a little red book, Hunksha in China, that's done this brilliantly. You know, 200 million users and stuff like that. But at heart, everything we've done is only tech. So it does look like we do a lot of community and it's it's just conversations. But all of that is enabled by tech, right? Like even as in you know, we're a team of about 55 people, out of which you know, majority is tech and tech and product and community, oh. of course. But. Uh, Yeah, yeah. so uh, very, very, again, Reddit really inspires us because I think people keep building the platform and it will sort of, you know, it will find a life of its own, right? Like keep building for the users. The great thing about Shiro's is our users love. They are on the platform for years. Like we're one of the few companies who looks at day 180 day retention and not just 30 day retention, right? So we see people on the platform for like years. You know like thousand days and you know 700 days and 600 days and things like that so we know that they are sort of uh, and so in terms of tech so I'll, I'll give you a little sense of what are the frameworks of tech like what is our core tech so first of all it is the network the design of network of community so what does that mean that every community is pretty much like a app, right it can be customized it can be given its own color, it can have its own tabs, it can have all of this mind, like, and it doesn't need an app store update. So that's the framework we built it on, And that's why, that's one reason we were able to scale it, right? So for example, one of the things that users can do is build their own communities, which means it, it's as simple as setting up their WhatsApp group, adding their friends, adding their own branding, whatever they want to put there. Like today, there are 2,700 communities that our users run. And each of this is, you can call it a micro-app because it's discoverable only when you share the link. Pretty much like what you did with Discord with me that, yeah. hey, this is where you need to come. So if you don't want your community to be public, it will remain, yeah. you know, like yours for the rest of your life and things like yeah. that. So one yeah. is building that entire framework. Mm-hmm. And same is, of course, you know, platform tools, right? So for example, uh, lot of uh, content creation tools, you know, so you can create content, you can uh, choose your backgrounds, you know, a lot of a lot of tools to help people express themselves. Uh, then social gamification, tons of gamification, right? So hierarchies between between users. So these are all critical concepts that we've been sort of slowly translating into what can a community be, right? So every community can have its leaderboard, its own badges, its own sort of hashtags and milestones and things like that. Uh, then a lot of utilities, right? There's a period tracker, there's a recipe book, there's a calendar. You know, I can sort of use it and then of course using a vernacular as a framework to say hey you know we can add as many languages as we like so yes these are some of those initial you know things that went into designing the product and of course you, it's all it's 99% UGC we don't have a content team that creates content mm-hmm. as a platform so we didn't mm-hmm. want to do that and we didn't want to become a company. So, yeah, that's um, awesome. broad framework and the big Differentiator of our tech is investment in uh trust, baking trust in the platform. So, we're a women only platform. A lot of women who come to us are first time internet users, women who have probably only used WhatsApp, like a majority of them are familiar with WhatsApp, and now they're trying other apps, right? Mm. And so, for example, uh, now we've just used a selfie verification to get into Shiro's. like mm. you know, we built our own gender detection algorithm when wow. you sign up. Like we were using social logins. So we were using this gender gender algo to figure out if you were a man or a woman. Then a lot of uh, work on spam control, abuse control, user not, establishing user rights. You know, everybody can report and something will happen to that report. You know, creating yeah. some sort of a detection mechanism there. Auto-responses, you know, we still run that counseling helpline. Yeah. Building a playbook for a counseling helpline. Let's say you came to us today and asked a question. And let's say you came back three months later. Then doesn't matter who's on the helpline chances are we will pick up where you left and, you know, the previous counselor would have left you some notes to say, okay, this was the conversation with the person. So some of these tools, um, you know, but as you can see, it's all building the platform technology, right? Like, all of this is built in the system. Now the big thing we're enabling in 2021 is, in uh, the post-COVID world, is this whole commerce piece around, uh, you know, the what they call a community you know, which is to see, um, you know, what else
0: can women do with us. So, yeah. Interesting. cool. One more uh, point which I wanted to touch upon was around the whole monetization aspect. So how exactly is Shiro's being monetized as of right now? And also from a community yeah. aspect, you know, wanted to get a little bit of a hang upon the different kind of channels that, you know, uh, in general, people who, who run communities can can monetize uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, if they want to monetize their community, how exactly should they go about it?
1: Right. So actually, um, what we were, so one of the things we took a call from a product point of view that we are not going to do programmatic ads because... Uh, it takes me. It it takes you away from your purpose. Like there is no community who's built in the world to say we will we will have programmatic ads, you know, and it will enhance our experience. So, and secondly, we're building for first-time internet users. So we can't go to our users to ask for money. Like this community, if it was to monetize, we can say, okay, guys, let's pay a subscription or let's have some cool, you know, filters, and you guys can pay for it. But um, not us, right? We're talking about men who are. You know, most of them don't even make their own income. So that was not even an option. So, so we actually, mm-hmm. principal inside the company, we said we will only do things that benefit women directly and our monetization has to follow that. So mm-hmm. uh, we kind of created two, three different offshoots. So one is we created a remote work community and there are about 10,000 women in it. They, they are certified uh, on the platform and they work, for large companies via, via the platform, uh, you know, companies like Zanato and ATM as, mm. as their cohort of remote workers. That's one monetization and it's a really large channel uh, and it sticks with our thesis that women shouldn't have to do. At least, you know, it's still early for us. We may monetize three, four years later, you know, with membership mm. fees and things like that. Uh, that time is coming faster than we imagine, but, it, mm. you know, we're still not there. Mm -hmm. Uh, we do partnerships with brands where we see a synergy that our users can benefit. So for example, we run a rural women's accelerator again by our community. Everything we do is delivered by our community. Google internet with about 5,000 women who are selected as rural entrepreneurs and then they're paired up with a buddy from the community and the idea is in six months can we help them increase their incomes can we help them better their digital skills so just imagine hanging out in a community to learn and earn basically Mm -hmm. so it's a project Uh, that we're delivering and then there are many other partnerships like we have a partnership with Unilever, we have a partnership with let's say some of these uh, insurance companies so wherever wherever we see some of these co communities are possible then we partner with brands and those are to be honest fairly high margin outcomes for us you know because these are big projects they go on for months and stuff stuff like that Hmm. and lastly where most of our scale monetization is coming is coming from actually a peer-to-peer commerce, basically. What that means is that, you know, thanks to COVID, thanks to UPI, thanks to WhatsApp, everybody is now a micro-entrepreneur in India, right? Everybody Mm. has a hustle or a side hustle or everybody sells something, you know, whether it is, you know, jewelry or cupcakes or yoga mats or services like Mm. tuitions and guitars or whatever, right? Mm. So what we're doing now is enabling some of that, you know, literally by uh, converting a part of the part of the platform into a you know a peer to peer marketplace which means everybody's a buyer and everybody's a seller and they all have some social tools at their disposal which means they all can create content uh, they all can amplify they all can get discovered they can discover more customers uh, they they mm-hmm. they can use uh, you know there's still, you know, social gamification of leaderboards to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I made a sale and this is my badge. Hey, I'm the top seller. I did X. So using a lot of those, but essentially you can call it a, a social store, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's that's our big, big monetization sort of bet. Uh, because we believe that this can now become like, you know, millions of women entrepreneurs. Right? So. Uh, uh, again, sort of building something that's not been built into, in India yet, but there are global models uh, like, like I said, Red exists, Poshmark exists. Very different context, but very similar sort of products.
0: Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. Cool. Well, I mean that uh, one. So I guess you people very recently tied up with Yes Bank too, right? For one of your accelerator programs, if I remember correctly. So that yes. is something which is related yes. to the rural entrepreneurship thing or is it is it something different? It's the same one.
1: It's a separate, it's a separate project. Basically, yes. So uh, basically, we create a lot of these brand partnerships where we feel the brand can benefit our community. So here the brand is offering, you know, uh, the selected users, the the whole accelerator experience and funding and all of that. But what what's our role? We will create that community, we will find the women, we will also sort of build tools for this community to be successful. You know, remember, I said that whole micro app strategy, basically, what a Yes Bank Accelerator needs is very different from what Google needs, right? Because two different companies, but they're all running on the same platform. You know, it's like, what communities, very different communities, different sort of vibes, but the platform is the same.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting interesting so from what i understand you know i guess sheroes as a platform is something which women can leverage not just to connect but also to earn and also to basically create value for their own lives which is which is actually what a community should be should be so that's i mean all 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 the all the all the more power to uh, to to you siree for for creating this When you create a community, uh, you know, there are various different ways in which you should go about measuring whether the community is actually serving the purpose uh, or not. And majority of the people get stuck, get hung up on the MAUs and the DAUs, which you rightly pointed out, and which which should not technically be the case, especially when you're building a community. So, why don't you touch upon how exactly did Shiro's go about it and what according to you is the right way of measuring the engagement in a community or measuring how how good is a community doing?
1: So, I have to say this was a big bone of contention for years like at least between me and my investors it was a big, big thorn because, you know, everyone wants to see Dao Mao and uh, everybody understands what is Dao Mao and even we understand it. it's a very good metric but because we were, so, you know, let's say we were building this in U.S. U.S. is a very developed market. So, there maybe Dharma makes sense because you will go very deep with one category. Like, you would segment this far more finely, right? But here, you know, that woman practically does, like, 10 things with us, right? And at different points in her lifetime. So, uh, I would, as a founder, I've always said, let's measure depth. And depth is very hard to measure, right? Internet measures virality far better than it measures any kind of trust or depth. So one like fun thing I always say to my team is, will this woman do something for us? Will she volunteer for us? Will she, you know, will she fight for us if we went away? Or will she sort of, you know, be unhappy if we went away? So last year when COVID happened, one of the things we did was we actually ran a covid helpline for step one and we just put out a form saying hey we need volunteers and you know you guys have to come and work six eight hours uh you know to to talk to patients and you know we had like a thousand women sign up you know and they worked for almost six seven months supporting that whole thing so essentially depth is very important so today we have women who have and we have a lot of these stories on sheroes.tech, which is our medium blog, and you guys can read some of them if you're interested. But literally, people who got their first phones, made their first selfie on Shiro's, uh, you know, built their first community on Shiro's, found, uh, you know, posted the first video on Shiro's, and from then have gone on to do other things. You know, maybe published an ebook, maybe. Uh, you know started a blog maybe started a youtube channel maybe we found work maybe became a social seller maybe did something right and then they continue to be on Shiro's, right they almost never uninstall Shiro's. like we have 70 day, percent day 30 retention and almost you know 55 percent day 180 day retention you know wow. so and then the other thing we, we look at is what what they call Total active days. You know, I don't know if you guys have heard of Andrew Chan's smile curve, which basically yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of says that you should you should look at the whole lifetime of a user and sort of say how how many times did they come to you, right? And not just every day. So maybe or what did what did they do over a lifetime? And can you quantify that, right? So obviously a lot of these things. Remember all the women who are working via us. They're getting paid via us. They're making an income via us. Or somebody. Two million women got free counseling, right, from a counselor over a chat app. So if I looked at it from a very product lens, it's it's just chat, right? Like we had t- ten chats today, we had twenty chats today. But here is somebody who's really sort of you know getting out of domestic violence mm-hmm. or abuse or a difficult situation. So it took us a while to figure this out, but as a uh, company, we've started building what we call a Shiro's Trust Score. Basically, what it means is uh, you know just like how you have force this is more. It includes everything. It's who you are. How how deep is your social capital? Do you have a deep relationship with chiro's? So now we're building chiro's trust score as a literally a core metric. And of course, now we have little more easier metrics like number of women who are micro number of women who are social shops, number of women who have made a sale, number of women who have earned incomes, and we quantify that income. Like we have ten thousand women who are certified remote workers and we're almost 200,000 women who are micro entrepreneurs. By end of this year, we think there'll be about a million micro entrepreneurs. So, And it also has evolved every year, right? So when you're a job site, it was all about jobs and applications and applicants. But now it's more to do with, can we map this person's story with us in a more realistic manner, right? So. And then we also have other properties. You know, we own a parenting platform called babygogo.com, it's one of the acquisitions we made. And we own a publishing platform called nari.com. Yeah, so finally, as a network, what we've done is we joined all these platforms by logins and saying, Okay, one shiro's login will work on six of our platforms. Wow, now it's basically what I'm trying to say is in our case, it's more about depth because uh, here's this user. For whom we are the most trusted internet platform, I right? mm. would we mm. not go deeper with the relationship, or should we spam the hell out of her by sending her notifications and saying come every day and like and comment and you know whatever mm. like her anxiety. Mm. Mm. So, so that's that's journey's been around the metric.
0: No, that's that's a very interesting point, and, and I think you know one one thing which I have always believed. That you know, I guess when you talk about women, they're technically fifty percent of the total population in the world, right? So if you create something which is women-focused, you're technically your overall TAM is fifty percent of the overall population. You're, you're basically targeting the biggest, biggest niche that there exists. And if you're able to create something yeah. which which is able to provide you value for this fifty percent of the total population in the world, I think you have something very, very, very special so yeah uh cool i think we can move on to the question Janil, you can go on first
3: all right all right no problem so my my question is this that um you know what was your strategy in ensuring uh you know strong user evangelism uh you know was it purely the mission statement uh, you know at the start of the company or did you also actively deploy some kind of vitality hacks uh, you know to be able to you know have a strong advo ev- uh, you know strong evangelism uh, you know for mm. your users to be you know bringing on more users to the platform
1: right so actually I have to confess that as a company uh, we believe that uh, virality is a killer of trust you know so you yeah. can either be popular or trustful on the interesting. internet
0: Very you know interesting.
1: and um, yeah. Oh, and I'm sure you guys can go and like run references on this. So I'll tell you who, how women found us, right? Or how did we grow? So for example, our helpline, okay? Every woman who's used the helpline has possibly shared it with all her like sisters or friends or like a friend in distress or a friend who needs help. So the helpline is a very silent discovery mechanism. Like even today, if you like search for, Helplines in India or domestic violence help in India, we will show up because the, you know people have been sort of seeding it and whatever. And this was all user driven. And honestly, we didn't organize it. We just invested in really good counseling team. Like our counselors are fantastic. So whether you pay us or not, the level of counseling you got from us was fantastic. And, and it was a trust building investment to so, say, hey, she really stands for what. Like these guys are. You know, before us, everybody worked with women was just trying to sell them more lipsticks, you know? Like, if you look at all the women's magazines, right? I think the whole the whole story is very anxiety-inducing, right? Fashion magazines, women's magazines. Uh, I think in our place, it was very important to come across as authentic and what you see is what you get and not to sort of lose trust in anyone. So A lot of our actions were built for trust, other thing we did very actively, uh, which was a slow process, you know, uh, do things that don't scale kind of process, uh, was building relationships with women organizations in this country. So in India, in every village, every taluka, everywhere, there are women bodies. There are Asha workers, there are self-help groups, there are organizations like Seva, there are women NGOs, there are women colleges. Women only is a cultural thing in India we went and mapped wherever women only was happening and we did you know we said you guys can use our helpline we can you know organize digital learning sessions for you we can mm-hmm. appoint buddies for you we can we can help you like we genuinely went and built a relationship and we never said come to our app you know or use our platform because that would sort of again lower trust and thirdly we did some of these big ass partnerships like our Unilever partnership uh, like if you go to the Glow and Lovely Career Foundation page, uh, we are the community that's mirrored there, right? So what that means is that when Unilever requires a user for their platform, they usually pass on that user to us because they go and join our community. We did some of these, we did, before this whole Paytm Mini App Store came, we we had we were the first company to have like literally an SDK level integration with them, and that was the beginning of the whole App Store process for them as well. So lots mm-hmm. of these big hacks, uh, you know. And as a the other thing is this: as a community, you can't buy your users. You can buy an audience for a media network, mm-hmm. but if you're a community, you can't buy your users. If mm-hmm. you have to buy your users, then your community has no bump, right? Yeah. So uh, so how do you build a community when you can't buy your users? You can buy your users, but it will lower the trust in the platform for sure. So we kept doing a lot of these things that helped us sort of build. That's why it's taken longer, right? Like, it's very easy to sort of say, okay, let me, you know, let me run a lot many ads and let me hope that, you know, this. So, for example, every user, we, if we were to use fake channels to acquire, their retention would be very poor. And because Mm. they came looking at the same ad for every product, right? They have no idea how genuine we are, right? So uh, it's hard to illustrate depth, you know, on the internet using programmatic or using paid ads. That's why communities are hard, Mm. you know? So, like, there are companies like The Body Shop that did this very well, or uh, Glossier did this. Rihanna did it for her beauty brand. It literally has a very similar sort of a thing, right? Of course, Airbnb did it for their host and stuff. Yeah.
3: Amazing. Wow, that's very insightful. Uh, so, Sohail, can I go with this yeah, yeah, question? Yeah. Or sure, I sure,
0: sure, it, sure, sure. No, no, you can oh. ask.
3: Yeah. Shaili, On just on this point, uh, you know, given a lot of the social media platforms today, uh, you know, you end up being quite sticky uh, in terms of engagement to one uh, kind of a persona, right? Whether you call it the Gen Zs, the Millennials, or whatever, right? Some of them are still on Facebook and have tapered off, then on Snapchat and then on Instagram. So, given the fact that you are targeting sort of the women-only vertical, do you also see? Uh, difference in engagements over these sort of different age brackets or have you found that you have kind of something for everyone that would be really yeah. interesting to know because like a vertical uh, you right. know release.
1: yeah so actually we don't have something for everyone for example we have nothing for corporate women unless they want to pay it for and want to be a champion which is a small number but to a corporate person who works let's say as a vice president at city bank unless she's very she understands the idea of women you know, supporting more women as a paid forward, she will not have a, like, the content we have is not something she will really appreciate. You know, she'd rather go to LinkedIn or wherever, right? Or maybe to a more more networked, you know, club. Or um, even for Snapchat users or teenagers, right? Like, we're not really building for, you know, so building for that audience. I'll tell you who we're building for. We're building for the woman who's not being served by this whole, you know the the microfinance effect right the woman who doesn't who's not a farmer is not a rural woman uh, you know and is not a corporate top corporate leader right she's somewhere in the middle she comes from a small town or she comes from a, a similar sort of a vibe she's between 25 and 45 that's like this the, the ma- ma- majority of women basically women who have stepped into life have faced stereotypes but want to do better, want better health, want better family, want financial independence, want you know open conversations, want free sky. So if I was to give you personas, so think Sri Devi from English, for English, or think Dolly Auntie from Wiki Donar, or think Bareli ki Barfi, the mother and daughter, or think uh, even Nina Gupta in uh, badai Ho, right? So a lot of women who are very invisible. Right So we, we all know them, they're all around us, but you know they're, they are kind of left behind, you know and not because they come from poor families. so none of our audience is economically poor, right? but they're just you know, they're invisible. they're invisible. they don't have that space that they would like for their aspirations. Everything in their life is about their husband, their children, or mm. women who are reaching their marriage age to go get married. Even if they are working, you know, like their identity is tied to, you know, social certain sto- social stereotypes. She knows as where well, she's me, you know, she's, uh, she, it's her me space. She comes here because she likes to write or she likes to hang out or she just wants to vent or she has a question or she cares about doing something of her own and maybe somebody will cheerlead her. Like, where can she find this safe space? And also a space where, you know, these resources are there. That's why mm-hmm. we do a bunch of these different things because different women have different tastes. We can't sort of, uh, you know, like rule that out. So either people can build their own community or we will at least cater to the big themes. Like, you know, in 2021, our big themes are earning, earning and learn, learn Pretty much like all of us, right? So mm-hmm. uh, so that's how we see ourselves. We don't serve everyone. All the women is still, like, this is still 200 million women, right? So yeah. <laughs> like... In India
0: well, you can buy that. Cool. Amazing. Thanks. Cool. One one small question Ooh. which I had, uh Sairi, was around the communities. So the micro uh the smaller communities, the community within Shiro's, which I made, are they are they kind of uh, curated? As in can anybody create it or do they have to go through an approval process? No, anybody can create
1: it. We have a moderation process, and if they get flagged, like there are some rules, like you can't create community with experts in it. Get okay. your so there are guidelines into the product. But to set up a community, you can set it up as fast as you can set up a WhatsApp group. God. So uh, so people can create it, but you know, if somebody flags it or our system catches it, then we go look at it to say, hey, what what happened here?
0: got it got it one question which was passed on to me by uh, someone over dm sorry she couldn't be a part of the group um, part of the chat sorry because she had some other commitment and she wanted me to ask this question to you uh, is that she is uh, she is a working professional who has just taken a maternity leave because of course you know she's just had a baby uh, she wants to understand how can sheroes help her I mean, if she joins the community, how can Rose help her and in what all respects?
1: Right. So I think let's say somebody like her can do a bunch of things. One is uh, if she hasn't, you know, she's a new mom, uh, there's a very thriving parenting community to begin with. Okay. Uh, then uh, we run a remote work program for returning professionals. So if she's looking to go back to corporate work with, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course, it's all non-tech work. It's basically process-based work, operational work. But there is, you know, an opportunity for that. And of course, I think uh, if she's sort of looking to go back to work, one of the things, most people almost never go back to the job they had. So a lot of women transition either becoming self-employed or starting something of their own or, or becoming a social influencer so there are a lot of similar people on the platform so she can maybe find some of those you know right up front and of course there's there are other things but these three yeah, like are right more relevant for something like that hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. cool i think we can move on to the next question uh lk you can ask yours and after that anurup you can go lk
2: uh yeah okay thanks for letting me speak all right so my question is to you ma'am that uh okay so what happens to trans women doesn't you know many people don't consider them as a woman so have you faced those people in your life and if yes then what was your experience we because have lots we, of, uh, yeah yeah, yeah we, we have experience.
1: lots of trans women on the platform by the way lots and lots in fact a lot of women like really say i got acceptance here so uh, for us uh, for for us women's not a gender identity it's i mean if you think you're a woman then you're welcome right like and you're sort of obviously play by the community guidelines so we do have a lot of uh, you know uh, in fact our helpline counselors are one of the few counselors in india who are uh, LGBTQ experts, right? Like they, okay. they have a fairly strong understanding of this, and you'd be surprised to know a lot of people actually have these questions. It's, it's almost one, one sixth of our questions that we get on the headline.
2: Yeah, because, uh, because being a gender fluid and a non-binary person, it might happen that if I choose to become a woman in future, yeah. then it was just a concern that uh, what was the view
1: because,
2: why? Uh, yeah. So, that was the question I wanted to ask.
1: So, lots of people use the platform to find a safe space. Um, And I I think a lot of them actually come first for the helpline and then sort of figure out other things.
2: And, uh, okay, though in this situation, what happens... uh, Do you have pronounced uh, the role of the gender that within a company? So, what happens that, you know, many LGBTQI folk join your corporate and they're looking for a safe space that... Uh, if the next person is speaking, the you know, just addressing us with the wrong pronounce. Yeah. So, is there anything that when somebody joins uh, this section, so they must be respected as what they would like to be addressed as, with the pronounces?
1: Right. So we don't have it at the product level yet, but within SheRose as a company, we do. You know, at oh. least our team. Yeah. So a lot of our team signatures, you will see this, uh, she, her, or whatever they want to sort of self-identify. So, uh, and we, uh, so there are two things we still haven't done a good job of. One is ac- working on accessibility. Uh, you know, so for example, Shiro's app is still not available in Braille or, like, uh, you know, is not accessible for visually challenged. And the other thing is uh, the whole thing around, you know, the whole uh, uh, inclusion, right? So around this, uh, making it better in the product. So today, at a practical level, people are using it. But we can definitely be, like, a little uh, more specific around these, you know, issues. And also, the other thing is, a lot of women who come to us uh, are women who have never openly spoken about these issues, right? Mm-hmm. These are still very, these are very woke concepts. Mars India hasn't discovered it, right? Like, a Dolly Aunty hasn't yet discovered it, right? Like, maybe, you know, she'll get there and we see that journey, people undertaking a journey towards, you know, certain certain outcomes
0: but mm-hmm. uh, uh, but at a product level we haven't done enough hmm. yeah okay thank you thanks a lot LK for that question
4: Anurup you can go next uh, Sorry, I just wanted to know ki, like in our society usually women uh, till they reach an age when they get to make their decision uh, a lot of women gets their aspirations killed like they don't have a lot of aspirations till they reach a 25-27 age They wouldn't hustle as much as a man when they are in the same position. So is Shiro doing something on that front? Like, is there a system, or mechanism that you guys have developed for this?
1: Right. So I think everything we do is kind of, you know, aimed for that, right? So safe space, you know, this whole thing around, uh, you know, you can be you a lot of resources around learning, a lot of resources around income opportunities, a lot of resources around expression. So if you kind of add all of this up, that's the whole idea, right? So every woman uh, who's coming to Shiro's is coming with a growth aspiration. She wants to to get better in life. She wants a better future for herself. She probably wants uh, a, a better place or a better way to articulate what she wants. So pretty much everything we do is just to, you know has this filter it's baked into our thought process very very deeply
4: uh, just a follow up question like uh, for people who are working in corporates women who are working in corporates or uh, are actively working in formal sector do you have a system wherein you uh, actually develop leadership qualities in the women
1: so why uh, are not directly uh, so, uh, for example, on, on the platform, there's a concept of champions. Now, champions are women who are leaders in their own right. They're corporate women, they're CEOs, they're coaches, uh, they're sports women. Um, and what what that uh, does is basically these are women who are paying it forward. They are sharing their experiences, they're creating conversations. Um, and obviously, we do a lot of other things, you know, between learning and development and, uh, you know, working with other other folks who work with women so as a company we don't do any leadership development directly like not in a tactical sort of a way Uh, and as a company the other thing is everything we like to do needs to be done via the platform right like via the product so we don't want to do anything that takes us away from that
4: okay so you are an enabler while the community itself takes care of uh, developing all the qualities that needs to be there
1: Yes. So, for example, you know, like, depending on what's your interest, you can follow a champion, you can, we have things like AMAs very often, then we have debates, then uh, we have video, video chats Mm -hmm. and things like that. So, uh, I mean, the content is being curated by, so we don't create any content, right? But what we do is we do create the vibe for the content, right? So the vibe is very learning-hardening right like hey i need to go better like i'll give you a very small example a lot of women in india want to write like writing is a big like it's a big thing you know you know people want to publish their poetry their fiction so there's a community called aspiring writers in fact yesterday aspiring writers had a you know had a zoom party because like it's it's been a while so they all wanted to catch up but on aspiring writers every day there are Uh, there are writing prompts, there are triggers to write, there is peer review. In fact, a lot of and then once they did this whole challenge where you have to write for 30 days, and the Shiro's moderator actually put together all that writing and helped these 30 women publish their first books. So we have these first-time authors who happened because the community kind of like supported them, right, and gave them the you know, non-judgmental platform, right? But we're not doing any of this directly, right? So it's kind of happening via the community. Itself. Via
0: the community. Yeah, no, understood, yeah. understood. Okay, cool,
4: amazing work.
0: Nice. Thanks a lot, in a row. uh Cool. Uh, I had one question, which was around the team. Uh, Sorry. So currently, it's what? Uh, how how big is uh, is Shiro's now? It's almost what two hundred million uh, women. If I um oh am no, sorry, twenty twenty, 20 million.
1: Yeah. Twenty million. Twenty million.
0: But this is being managed.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah this is being managed by sorry, fifty people. Okay. This is this is a fifty member team who's managing the whole uh the whole community. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and how exactly is I mean uh, are there any volunteer led comp- led work also which is being done or or everything is being being managed by? Because I want to understand how is the decentralization of power happening in the in the overall community? How is the moderation uh, taking
1: uh, place? So um, one of the things that you uh, should be very uh, clear about what they call norm setting. So okay. almost no one is allowed to spam and, and that was seeded very, very hard and fast when we were setting up, right? Like in our year man, spam control was actually a team whose job was to, every time a user spammed, they would educate the user, kind of make them do the right thing. And then what happened, users started doing it themselves. Like so monkey see, monkey do, uh, yeah. you know, in good behavior, have to set And So spam control is run entirely by users. And in most communities, that's the big job, right? Like, at least as you scale, it becomes a really big job. Mm. And then, for example, uh, another problem is people will post content in different groups, or they'll make the same post in different groups, Mm. or they will start selling that kind of content. So again, users have to take charge there. Our team can't, you know, like, irrespective of how big we get, we can't hire people to do this like it's just not business sense, and it's not good product outcome mm. so the entire responsibility of keeping the platform clean also belongs to users right and it's not somebody's job like it's not a volunteer job it's just expected that you know it's like reddit has certain norms right or communities have certain norms that hey this is not okay here right yeah. uh, so things like that, like you can't sell in other communities. You only can sell in a community called Bazaar. Uh, you can't make MLM posts. You can't sell. Uh, you can't put up any uh, political debates. So and you can't put up any news. So yeah. like I know very weird for a social platform, but news and uh, you know political debates are the bigger killer of trust. I so agree. we always say this is not a space for you to bring it. In. So you can talk about what you need, not. You keep your religion and keep your politics at home. We don't want it here. Now, yeah. this is not Twitter. So uh, a lot of that. So all that responsibility, like there is a very clear community guideline. It's not like TNCs. It's actually bulleted. Like you can read it and you have to literally sort of you know accept it. And it, we kind of keep flashing it also. for every time we have a new user on so main feed to say hey, now the community guidelines are important. So a lot of reinforcement around that because we have no no intention to put people to like literally clean up the platform. Like that's just a terrible way to build a tech product. So, um, so a lot of that, our team does core work which means we we run client communities, we build the basic frameworks, we work on gamification, we work on new releases. We do everything that a product team or a community team would do but not, not this. We also don't create content, right? Like as mm. a company, we don't have a content writing team. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's Absolutely. that's very interesting. Because majority of the communities that you look around, they eventually tend tend to become media houses at the end of the day. Uh, and that's a that's a very interesting yeah. take. That because you you people don't focus on that, and your focus is purely on the platform and the community building rather than creating content yeah. around it cool one of i have one more question but i'll probably let uh, the others ask as well anybody has any what we'll probably take one more question before we uh before we close off so anybody has any questions uh they can just unmute and ask that otherwise i'll just ask by it i think
3: so i just had one question to know yeah, how generally. startups could engage with uh, shiros yeah yeah, yeah, yeah sure, how, sure, how sure. we could engage with uh Heroes, uh, you know, if, if if there is mutual synergy, okay. if you, if if there is a link or a thought process that Sari, uh, could, yeah, could Sari, any so. any partnership
0: yeah, opportunities, really- yeah.
1: All the time. Look, we we are a growing company. We also do, we're also a hippie company. We do a bunch of things. Like right now, I'm literally mobilizing 10,000 volunteers for the Step 1 helpline. Uh, We also do a lot of work with other partners. We're always looking for uh, folks to help us with tech. You know, like as a tech company, uh, you know, we are constantly looking for collaborations, right? Like, we just finished a co- collaboration with IIT Delhi. We had a project that was lying for a long time. And, uh, uh, and you know, it was one of those projects where we couldn't figure out back. So IIT Delhi folks came and helped us for about two months and now it's going live. So we do these things all the time. We would love to chat and see. Uh, and, of course, you know, we have lots of things going on. We are building this whole remote work piece, we're building this whole uh, women entrepreneurs piece. We are always looking for folks to help other women founders, right, on our network. Like all these women who are, let's say, going through the through the uh, Yes Bank Accelerator that we're running or through the Google Accelerator. So we always need folks who can either mentor or come take a session or help us solve a tech problem. Sometimes it's just a landing page, you know, that we need, but our, our resources are not enough. There is still a small team which, which runs a pretty lot of stuff. So lots of options. So happy to chat. I'm findable on internet at Shirey on Twitter and LinkedIn, of course.
0: Cool. And, uh... Janil, I think you should hit her up on uh, Twitter or LinkedIn. We'll put down the, the URLs of LinkedIn and Twitter for Sairi. And guys, if you want to connect and have a deeper level discussion, then you're happy to do so. Great, thanks. Cool, cool, cool. Srini, you had a question?
4: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, go on. Uh, hi, this is Srini. So I just have one question. Like, uh, So usually when, for especially for the first-time founders... When they do, when they're working on an idea related to like, for example, if we take for shopping related app or platform kind of thing. So the first question they get asked is, okay, there are so many other platforms, similar platforms existing. So why are you working on this? Uh, so that immediately most of them go into a defensive mode. So I the question is like, you know, what would be the best way for them to answer and uh, The reason why I'm asking this is you mentioned about the shop and uh, uh, Shiro's, right? Right.
1: So, yeah. So, look, I think if if there are existing products, it actually is a great thing. It means that there is demand. And if you can sort of, uh, you know, and every product actually improves upon an existing product, right? I mean... Uh, even us like what are we improving upon we are basically improving upon all the options women had before us right there were poor options or they were offline options but they had options right so uh, so clearly or they are like we are improving upon what facebook and instagram couldn't solve for right so every product will improve upon something so i think instead of saying uh you know we're building the same category just work on what what is it that that you're improving upon. And if you have an idea, chances are you're already improving upon something, you know, like, it didn't um,
4: happen out of the blue. Yeah. Hello, Sai. Uh, congratulations and well done here for the work that you've oh. been doing for the women around. Uh, just have a, one question. Like, you quoted this reference of Neena Gupta, you know, from yeah. Badai Ho, who doesn't seem to be very tech savvy or tech enabled.
1: Right.
4: So just like my mother, I mean, who have, yeah. who, you know, who have a lot to offer on ground doesn't know, you know, who's not very tech savvy. So, right. you know, how Shiroz is actually doing, you know, how can they reach out to those women?
1: Right. So actually, you'd be surprised. A lot of our users are Hina Guptas so of the world, right? So they are, like, the only app they really know is WhatsApp. Right. And they may have even, like, they may have apps on their phone. And just to give you a little more context on who uses us, um, MI6... Phone users typically six thousand rupee phone has other apps on the phone has Instagram installed has Facebook installed has a Google ID but doesn't check email doesn't post on Facebook ever and Instagram is uh, private. So uh, so look I think uh, what what we do is that's why we we have things like the helpline mm-hmm. and women tell women and. Uh, very very fast response times on you know mm-hmm. platforms like Twitter and stuff. Uh, you know, if, it, interestingly, a lot of women who come to us uh, figure it out. Like it is, and the platform is not very hard to use. I mean, it is uh, pretty simple. You know, like Discord, for example, is very Reddit-like. It is a little intimidating for somebody who doesn't use uh, you know a platform like this. But the Shiroz app is made you know made for that vernacular options are there. If you get stuck you can WhatsApp us or you can call us or you can sort of uh you know leave us a comment and we'll ping you back and help you. Uh and of course I think people uh people start uh with small journeys like like for a lot of people their first selfie on She is a big milestone because chances are it's their first ever selfie right mm-hmm. like a lot of people actually come to say oh this is my first video or my first selfie and uh, uh, I have never made a post before but uh, you know when they see others doing it they're like, oh that's my I can do it. you know so a lot of, lot of peer, mm-hmm. peer-induced behavior happens a lot of women start using us when somebody tells them they say, this is how it happens now you use it so um uh, and then of course I think uh, it's still a process. Like we haven't got it right, but I can tell you that most users are curious, uh, and uh, especially I think mo- moment they learn that it's a women-only space, half the fear goes away. Mm. You know, and uh, and then I think uh, for us, uh, you know, people, a little bump, uh, bump up to say hey, you can you can do this, or why don't you try? Kind of helps, right? But uh, actually women are savvy. They just uh they just don't want to be ridiculed. You know, yeah. and and who ridicules them? I'm sorry to say men ridicule women a lot, especially in Indian families. Kya ho, right types. So uh so when they know that there are no men here, it just changes the whole time. Here they're very take charge they're very rani chansi here.
2: <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. that's great
0: cool thanks a lot Ronald, does that answer your question uh,
4: yeah cool
0: thank you thanks yes. a lot cool i think we'll just uh i'll just ask one more question and then we'll close it off sorry guys in case you have any other questions you can just uh ping shairi on her twitter or on uh, on linkedin and she can answer her i just wanted to touch upon one thing um so when you're so I guess when you started off, Shiro's, you know the zero to one journey was a different journey. One to ten is a different journey, and of course, ten to hundred is a different journey altogether. Um, what what are the what are the three things that you would want any community owner or community manager to keep in mind when they are building any kind of communities? as in the top three things which they should focus on at the beginning of the journey to make sure that the people who join in, the first 1,000 or the first 0 to 1 members are the real quality members who are technically the user personas that they had been targeting. What are the three things that they should keep in mind?
1: So I think the most important thing in a community is know your why, right? Like, what is... uh, what is the primary motivation to do this, right? Mm. Like whatever you intend to do and what's, what is the why of this community? Why does it need to exist? Mm. I think just, you know, like at least at Shiro's, we as a team try to revisit our why all the time, right? And it also keeps us sane, right? You know, crazy things happen and, you know, there's COVID, there's something else, you know, things backfire. Mm. So I think that why is really, really important. And second is, I think um, you have to walk in your users' shoes, right? Like, you know, to be honest, you know, when um, if, if I had, let's say, thought of Shiro's when I was building my first startup, mm. I didn't, I, I didn't have the empathy I have today for our users. You know, it got built up over a period of time. I was far less aware about you know about this whole thing like this whole invisible thing or how women experience life in india my i was very busy getting away from it right right so uh-huh. at that time i was not thinking about, about their right. so i think you have to know the user really really well it's it's kind of uh kind of the the uh, you know the, 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 the real trust builder right because uh, it helps you sort of things uh, keep your ears to the ground uh and the last is you know i i say is communities are about the vibe right like you can keep saying all the things on your deck or all the things on an excel sheet but if it doesn't feel like it it probably isn't right I agree. like for example the product hunt right like it has such a good vibe about it i right? like i don't know but you know like there is a product hunt community right like it's yeah. it's there there are hunters and whatever right like so, figure out that vibe, which is really important. Like, for example, in our case, we describe our vibe as to say, is it confidence inducing or is it confidence reducing? Right? Mm. Like, we will never put out anything that brings any woman's confidence down, whether mm. it makes her look fat or whatever, or says, Think about her essay, or, you know, things like that. You know, things that. You know, magazines like Cosmo did for years, how to win a man, how mm-hmm. to look thin in a dress, how to wear extra. Like, yeah, they they were so poor on you know building up your confidence, right? Like the whole generation of women lost their confidence reading those magazines, and mm-hmm. probably still are. So I think that vibe is really important. So for us, the vibe is take charge. I can do this. I am Rani Jhansi. I can go out and win i can publish my first book i can set up my shop i can make my first video i can do whatever i like right so uh, in in our case that's the vibe right it's very can do will do and you know like and uh, and i have i have my drive signature right? vibe i think it matters like the credit to me is a classic right all the geeks love it because like poor internet you know you can be you without the filter or like even if you mm-hmm. like it has a different level of engagement right? mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. in the lot of platforms like i mean in different ways like, there are these like for example the whole biker communities right are uh, you know the, the mini cooper club for example these mm-hmm. are all communities that have a wide bar mm-hmm. the bikers That's... are different from the mini cooper club, but there is still like you know what's that type
0: cool 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 uh, so i guess it's been a long 75 minute conversation and a very enthralling conversation yes uh, thanks a lot for taking time out uh, for for uh, for spending time with the builders club uh, any any parting thoughts parting comments with, about your experience uh, with the, with the club
1: i think it's uh, i'm really happy you know that there is a community that's talking about building products and that's talking about um i think it's a again it's a safe space to talk about what you want to build uh and to be honest i'm a little jealous that you know i found i you know like i had a very lonely journey about these things like i never spoke with anyone and never sort of got this chance until much later so um cool work uh, and of course I have learned how to use Discord thanks to you guys so oh, super and of course look building, um, look whatever you're doing it uh, you will evolve you will evolve your journey will evolve uh, you know like you will do your own edits on your journey to say some things are working some things are not working but till such time you're having fun with it it's all worth it right like building building is fun right why would yeah. somebody uh, otherwise do it yeah. You know, cool. it's, 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 it's worth spending you know, you know thinking about the prD or saying, okay now you know what else can we can we do here or just going through you know talking to users like I spend an inane amount of time talking to our user talking talking to our users yes. and I think uh, that 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 is the reward in itself right the fact that you get to do this and you don't have to sort of worry about uh, you know like this is a good good place to invest your time
0: yeah 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 cool thanks a lot Sairi, for your kind words and for taking time out guys in case you want want to chat up with uh with Sairi, please uh, feel free to touch base with her on twitter or on linkedin we've already posted her uh, twitter url there uh, url in the water cooler, ch- water cooler chat so please do so uh thanks a lot for uh, sticking by till almost midnight now uh, on a Saturday night uh, and listening to listening to Sairi and how she has been able to build one of the biggest and one of the most prolific communities for women in, in the global ecosystem. And I hope that you people have been able to learn a lot from, from this conversation here. Any follow-up questions, I guess, both, uh, you know, you can either post it here in the water cooler chat or you can directly reach out to Sairi. Uh, in case you people have liked the session, Please tag us on uh, Twitter or on LinkedIn or Insta and share your experiences there as well. We have posted a small feedback form for you on the Water Cooler chat. You can just post using your using the emojis on whether you liked it or whether you didn't like the session or whether you want it, whether any kind of uh, suggestions that you might have. Th- those are also welcome.